0: Hey there, cats and kittens, and welcome to episode 24 of Bang on the Strillers, the Cabaret Podcast, with me, your host, Geraldine Quinn. This episode, I talk to my very old friend, singer and songwriter, Ben Bennett. We whirl our way through 70s cooking, old friends, Ben's favorite chords. Yarraville local business plugs, in fact so many that I'm pretty sure that we should probably be getting sponsored by at least half of these guys, Kate Bush, and Perfect Pitch. Meanwhile, prepare yourself for the most classy beginning to a podcast that has ever been committed to the internet. Hang on, I've got wind. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I have started recording. Um, hi, Ben Bennett.
1: Good afternoon, Geraldine Quinn. So Welcome what, to my home.
0: Thank you for having me in your home for the second time as we worked out in 10 years. Yes. Yeah, not that that's a reflection on no, you good at friends. all. No, No, not at all. But what I was going to say, um, just talking about shows, I saw uh, Ursula Martin, there's a show at the art centre the other night, um, our good friend Joe O'Callaghan, who is a listener to the podcast. Hi, Joe. So, so hi, Joe. Um, we love you, Joe. Yeah, we do love you. She had a spare ticket at the last minute, and I went, I won't go. I'm one of those people who, I won't go unless I, you know, somebody says, right now, 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 now. <laughs> And I just, we were talking about a couple of shows in the Fairfax, but that really worked. She had this really beautiful, it was such a good show.
1: Yeah, it looks amazing. I've seen the photograph oh. and the publicity material.
0: Because Ursula Martinez, whether, you know, for good or for ill, she is best known for the, the handkerchief. Yeah, act. That's, her,
1: that's her piece. Yeah, her famous I piece, her worldwide piece.
0: She's retired it now, I think. Okay. But know. yeah, um, anyway, so she did this really great piece. Um, and in the staging of it, it's hard to describe exactly what the show was like, but it was just terrific. She has this. Um, so, for the people who don't know the Fairfax, it's how would you describe the space? It's a raked, kind of, quite a big,
1: tiered, circular.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's an awesome space. I love yeah. it. So, the stage is down the bottom. And she had, uh, it was all black, and she had a, um, a mock window frame. So, it was a flat, a black. Flat that had a section cut out like it was a window frame, yep. quite large, maybe a meter and a half wide, a meter and a bit high or something. She performed the show and went through the as she was going through the script, and she was laying bricks to Amazing. fill up the space from the other side of the space. She was laying wow. bricks and then occasionally come out, but yeah, it was just quite wonderful. I don't know why I thought I'd start a podcast well, by trying to no, describe badly a show. That... It's good
1: to discuss someone interesting who's in town. I, I haven't seen it years ago in the burlesque hour, with Kane, <gasps> mm-hmm. with a, and she was one of the guests and she opened with a piece. I might do it at festivals or occasionally, you know. She's a, English she
0: a, and she's about f- pushing fifty.
1: Maybe? I have absolutely no idea yeah. how old, but but um, she also had another song which she used to open the second half of the burlesque hour on a guitar and she's, I believe she's. British and Spanish? Yeah, Mum's me?
0: Spanish. She talks about her mum a lot in this show. Yeah, oh, mm. see,
1: I'd love to see that and hear that because um, the, in this particular song she used to have, I think it was called I Want to Be Ethnic. Does it oh, ring a bell? No. Check it out. And I remember it and I loved it because it was on the guitar and she was sort of weaving away in and out of English and Spanish. And for anyone in the room who doesn't really know Spanish, you didn't need to know. You knew what she was getting at anyway and it was beautiful and, and very expressive face, an extremely interesting, expressive beautiful face. So and
0: really funny. Now I
1: think I've better to go and see a show.
0: Oh it's probably gonna close really soon. Okay. It's part of Midsummer Festival, Art Centre, and they're only doing little little runs.
1: It's been an excellent season at Midsummer at the Art Centre.
0: There's been love. Well we were saying we loved Ash Flanders' show in particular. Big
1: fan of Ash. We I He's went twice.
0: A terrific writer. Yeah. He's been a he's been a guest on the podcast oh, as well. So oh, so good! You should listen to that one. He said a few things that a couple of times I had to say, "You sure? You sure you're happy with me <laughs> putting this out there?" And it's like, "Ah, oh, that's fine. Don't care." Uh, <laughs>
1: I love the opening of the show, and uh, this is playing play, to win. Playing to win, and he, you know, is it a song from Rocky Horror at the start of the show? Rocky Horror?
0: Rocky, is it not Rocky Horror? What's you this? mean Rocky the film, like Stallone? Oh,
1: I, that's what it is. It's Rocky. It's
0: Eye I the Tiger? Perhaps Rocky no, Four? Um,
1: Some. I got that right, listeners. Rocky. We'll edit this part out. He opens the start of the show. I don't don't know. This time I'm ready to win. It's
0: playing to win. It's the Little River Band. Oh yeah, I don't know. Anyway,
1: I love how he ended it and said, "That's the butch part of this show, or the you know, Hetero butchy part of the show." Done with. And I love that as an opening to a show, having this sort of tough boxing glove masculine sort of slash Grace Jones vibe at the start. And the band were awesome. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. So it
1: was... Okay, so it's Little River Band, is it? I, I need to do some research. What? The song.
0: Oh, playing to Win was the closing song. I can't remember the opening song. I do know it, but it's escaped Me. Um,
1: I actually didn't mind that I didn't know a lot of the
0: songs. Yeah.
1: But it just was awesome anyway.
0: They're the kind of songs that you could probably remember hearing on... You would have heard them on Gold 104 radio station or something. One of those kinds of stations that you just have... That you hear on building sites. Yes. <laughs> you know?
1: Well... I don't know if listeners can hear in the background today because it's pretty light, but we are listening to The Kick Inside by Kate Bush. <laughs> and we are actually at track five, which is The Man with the Child in His Eyes, and Wuthering Heights is about to come on. So <laughs> that's Goal 104 esque.
0: Do you remember the moves? Because we got together well, on the most Wuthering day ever. Do you know
1: that was one of my favourite days? In my life.
0: Oh, my God, that was so fun. Okay, so so I stopped talking because I talk too much in my podcast. Explain what the most weathering day ever was.
1: So it was a collective dance in Melbourne. I think it was a day called Cape Bush Day. I don't know. It was in July last year. So I feel like it's an annual event across the globe. Mm-hmm. And we all dressed up as Kate Bush. We ordered <laughs> outfits to arrive in time so we'd all look exactly the same and, you know, include, involved a, included a wig and the flower for the hair and <laughs> everything. It was an amazing stockings. It was hilarious. And went to the...
0: Sydney Myer music,
1: my music Bowl. Music Bowl. And, co- well, we had like a head choreographer, whoever yep. he was. He was wonderful. And <laughs> we all basically, thousands of people dressed as Kate Bush, men, women, children, whoever. Dogs. All learnt <laughs> the Wuthering Heights routine, had a few rehearsals and then performed it for... Cameras. Yeah, was they awesome. filmed
0: it
1: It was so fun And let's not forget, ended up going out to some after party In the industrial area of Brunswick And got hammered That was fun <laughs> And there was a really good impersonator there that night um, Who sang all these awesome Kate Bush songs That even Kate doesn't, wouldn't sing now herself You yeah. know, So it was great to sort of hear somebody performing Kate's songs From those early albums Yeah and, you know, it was well, awesome. And also
0: most of you, because I was the only female in our group and you all had, I think you all had beards.
1: That's right, yes. So we people just kept bush.
0: stopping you yeah. and taking photos <laughs> of all of you and I'd just be hanging around and going, do, 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 you want, do you want me to take it for you? Yeah. I know, Answer's the
1: appeal, taken. it was pretty <laughs> awesome. Though. I mean, I, I love, one of my favourite guys I spotted that day was someone... Uh, him and his wife were there with their children. He had an Eski and he just had like a singlet on that was red and a wig and a cigarette. It's like, come on, Cage. You know, <laughs> sort of like the love child of Kate Bush and Frank Zappa, you know, via John English.
0: Ah, that's fantastic.
1: <laughs> he was awesome.
0: Oh my God. Yeah,
1: it was very, it was very, it was a beautiful day. The, I mean, because it was winter and it was the one day that winter where the sun was shining, the sky was blue. Mm-hmm. It was, beautiful and we started the day at the Regent Theatre that was also excellent to start how appropriate for Kate Bush to sort of be in this beautiful big historical building having a couple of drinks and getting into our outfits and you know
0: <laughs> it was glorious
1: and the green eye heavy and um, the green eyeshadow yeah how good's green eyeshadow well i'm a fan <laughs> i i actually kept the green eyeshadow <laughs> from that day Got it in the room. I've got it in the room. It's <laughs> president wearing it today. Well, no, well, I sort of thought about it, but I actually I thought I'll go with, you know, just, just natural, natural vibes. But I, I actually love green eyeshadow. I'm really drawn to it. Is it really out of?
0: I think you need a little courage, you yep. know. I yep. think, and, and it's funny. It's like blue eyeshadow had this this kind of stigma for a long time because people just think, "Oh, eighties is just yeah. blue eyeshadow." And yeah. I'm my mum wearing blue eyeshadow all Beautiful. the time. But you've just got to sometimes remind yourself what is what someone's told you is a trend or has told you is a yeah. thing.
1: Smoky. That's the thing at the moment, isn't it? To look like a bit smoky.
0: Oh, I've,
1: I, I've read this. You know, you're looking at gun me gun like gray. Gray. <laughs> i don't know. I don't know. Oh. There's
0: some Twitter nonsense at the moment about oh no, kitten heels are back. And it's like what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, it's just a type of heel. It's yeah. not even specifically like something that was ever out. No. It's just. It's not like you're saying.
1: It's hard to keep up though. I mean,
0: overalls are back. Then you notice. But thank but, God. What? It's just so strange. What about double denim? I think double denim came back a little while ago around the, the normcore kind of era. Yeah. Normcore, where everybody, as one of my costume designers described it, said, oh, you know, that's that look where everybody looks like an extra from a Seinfeld episode. And I went, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, that's a nice look. I actually uh, don't mind that early 90s, occasional early 90s cash vibe. What you know, do you mean? White T-shirt, denim jeans, Luke Perry.
0: Oh, you know what I mean. Maybe a flannel shirt uh, over the white t-shirt.
1: Yeah, all that. I can go there. You can. You know, it's comfortable. It's simple. It's you know it's timeless. What are you? What are your thoughts on belt must match shoe?
0: Oh, now. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to give you a a fair assessment of that because I know I've got a tendency to try to match. I have to fight that. I have to sometimes go, it's okay if it doesn't. Because sometimes you've got to push yourself, I think, into an area that you think feels wrong and you might suddenly go, oh, that works. Yes. Um, But like with with ingredients and food, you just go, oh, no, no, you can't have this with this. Often it's fruit with something very savoury and you just go, no, that'll never work. And then you go, oh, it does. It does work. So you sort of push yourself in those ways.
1: I had a recipe. I followed the recipe off the back of a um, packet of noodles the other day. and it Was had...
0: it a two-minute noodle? No, no, no. It order. was high-end.
1: It was, you know, <laughs> Japanese. And um, it was, you know, salmon and cucumber. Yeah. Salad and some of the things included in, in the um, recipe were lime. Mm. So, you know, you need a job for this recipe. and um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Or a
1: friend who grows trees.
0: Wow, and you put lime in my, in my glass. You've, I feel you've, so You've got, the leftover.
1: You got oh, the leftover. You've got the leftover. The lime and? Uh, ginger. Uh, oh, yeah. Yum. Sesame seed oil. And then caster sugar, which I thought, oh, I don't know about that. You know, whipping <gasps> that, mixing that all, whisking that all together and yeah. then pouring that over the noodles with... Um, cucumber and salmon and wedges of lime. It's
0: very, very high end stuff. Wow. Yeah, it was yum. Oh, that works. I had to
1: go and get a kebab afterwards because I'll still be hungry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Transition!
1: I'm over the caramel thing. We can go. <laughs> See you later. Adivadeci. I'm into the chili thing, yes. Sea salt, okay. Caramel, no thank you. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? I've got a book somewhere. I don't know where it is now, but there is a book um, somewhere in this house and the Recipes are disgusting. They're about 77, oh. 1977,
0: 78. Yeah,
1: late seventies. Strange. It was all about how it looked, as opposed yes. how it tasted.
0: The what, like the shapes of things. I think that's why Aspic was so popular because you could mould it you into could do any shape you
1: wanted. You could look, make it look however you Ooh. imagined it. It could become real.
0: Usually, like a completely different food to the one that was in the Aspic. No,
1: thank you. Yucko. Who? It, I mean, you wouldn't see it now. Although, will it come back? Because you know what I know has come back what? as far as not food but colours. Pink and grey. You What's know, wrong with pink and gray? I love pink and grey. It's a bit early 90s, it's a bit E Street, but it's back. It's <laughs> back. There's a cafe down the road, pink and grey. I'm like, is this Auntie Veronica's place circa 1993? <laughs> you know, where are the ciggies? <laughs> Like, no, it's amazing. Grey and pink. It was totally a thing. I mean, I've got a pink table here right now. Lemon X. It's a
0: beautiful full market table. I
1: love this. This was a gift. Um, a lot of the stuff here is actually hard, hard rubbish. Yeah. You know, as in, not as in, I'm going to put it out for hard rubbish. Yeah. yeah. Yet. Um, <laughs> but it's stuff that I collected along the way. And I love that. It's a bit, you know, pick and mix here and there. Uh. And then there was, I've got one table in the lounge room. And I guess it's sort of. It looks like it's from Pottery Barn, I guess. There's a, we've got a,
0: we've got a fly. We have have a, have a present. Yeah, he's landed on the microphone.
1: How beautiful, <laughs> is that you fucker. Aren't I a clean person?
0: You know, what are Oh, it's look, a fly. I, I let
1: all the window open the windows, I say. I open the windows, open the doors. They go. They, they leave eventually.
0: Mine comes straight in. I open a window and it's like they've all yeah. gone, guys, I'm let's right.
1: go. I'm all right with it. But you've got a salad I've got a so salad. Excuse
0: me, God, I'm just rescuing myself.
1: There's a very nice salad that came from Yarraville on the table with all sorts of <laughs> yeah, and dressing. I, I pull it out and you,
0: and you called me posh. <laughs>
1: you are. You're from Yarraville. You're a bit posh.
0: I'm not from Yarraville.
1: I'm it's p- one of my favourite suburbs, Yarraville. I can go there and just relax and chill out and I love it. I could walk up and down Anderson Street, Ballarat Street. It's the most beautiful little suburb. It's one of my all time favourites.
0: Do you hang out there much? No. Oh my God, I love it. My sister lived in Williamstown for a long time. Yeah, that's. There's not a...
1: Yarraville. It's great. <laughs> but I reckon <recall> what people <laughs> here love going to Yarraville. Yeah. As well. Oh,
0: yeah. It's that's the theatre. The reason I mentioned it is because the first time I think I properly went to Yarraville was when we went to the cinema. Wow.
1: <sighs> The I'm, Sun Theatre
0: Yeah, the Sun Theatre, yeah
1: It's alive I think of Return to Oz sometimes That film where oh everything sort of God. turned to stone But then it came back to life I have to see that again I, I'm absolutely in love with Princess Mombi. Uh, you know, yeah. she was the, the, the witch with the heads <laughs> yeah. uh, It's a certain group of people that, you know You meet somebody, they know Return to Oz And they have enjoyed it And they're still an adult and they admit it I'm a big fan, you know I know a few people who have sort of been able to discuss The Wheelers and TikTok and The Wheelers? Yeah, it's all a bit scary
0: Oh my god, it's all flooding back. It's
1: such a fun film to watch. There's a few things I skip now. You know, I'm like, oh, that part where the big sort of moosey type head puts some palm leaves uh, attached to an old chair and flies across a desert that's called the Desli- Deadly Desert, where they turn people to sand, which is a great concept.
0: you just seeing my memory sort of start to dust off its little synapses yeah, now.
1: Yeah, you can I go had back the book- in time. Yes.
0: I had the book. I don't have – I never throw anything out and, I, and I've got all my kids' books from when I was little but I remember having the book. Do you – oh, I need to watch it again.
1: It's great to watch as an adult. Come over in winter.
0: Oh. Don't
1: wait ten years.
0: No, okay.
1: You're welcome, Not winter. winter
0: 2027.
1: <laughs> Who knows by then. Yeah. I, I would totally be up for it. Actually, if anyone's listening, why don't we organise a return to Oz screening <laughs> somewhere this winter? Who would do it?
0: Oh, uh, I don't know. Is is our good friend and friend of the podcast, Wes Snelling, a, a return to Oz? one about Joe. know. I you reckon. You, let's ask them. Joe O'Callaghan. Surely she'd I be up that'd for come. it. They'd come. Yeah, Joe's uh, got a strong cabaret background and works with Fringe and uh, Comedy Festival and everything. But yeah, yeah, I reckon she'd. I reckon she be up for it. Let's start
1: talking to her. Let's yeah. ask her. Yeah. Mm. You're in, Joe. Yeah, I saw Joe just before New Year's Eve. I did see her at Ashlanders' show as well, but I actually saw it just before New Year's Eve. And uh, her and Wes were hanging out, and we had so many laughs on the thirty <laughs> first of December. It was a sunny day. It was just we were a bit hungover because Wes and I hung out around that time. We we have our occasional hangouts where we just have to have a few drinks. Eat some fun food, listen to Enya, that kind of thing. It's oh. always fun.
0: And Wes and Ben have done uh, worked together before in the past, and yeah. hopefully will again. But yeah, anyway. we've been
1: talking. Yeah, yeah. There's been, you know, there's been talks.
0: And, and what did uh, what was what was on the men- menu at that catch up?
1: Barbecue shapes, cheesels <laughs> and footy francs. Yes. And wine. <laughs> and more I've
0: now got this image of, of you guys <laughs> sitting there like stirring a spritzer with a footy frank
1: Do you know I actually went to sleep at about 3am and woke up and I thought I was about to vomit all the footy franks up, And you know, I thought they'd joined again back inside me and they were going to come out bloop, 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 one by one I was going <laughs> to put them back on the table No, it was actually like hilarious because we just kept eating and talking and laughing It was so fun That's life. It should be all about that. You need those people. Whether it's one-on-one a trio, a four, anything over four can be challenging because you just want to have little intimate groups and just have a laugh, a true laugh. We had, anyway, lots of fun. But we we did talk about the idea of working together, again, doing something creative because if you establish a friendship with somebody with, let's say, cabaret or musical theatre or some sort of, original r- music writing, you know, like you, you do sort of share something about yourself so in that process, you know, and the ideas that you go through to create, let's say, a 60-minute piece yeah. or a 55-minute piece or whatever, you you know, and, and Wes and I years ago worked on a show and it was so fun but there were so many fights.
0: Really? Yeah, good
1: ones. Like he'd storm out and have a cigarette on the balcony kind of thing but then he'd come back in and would be like, all well, back to normal and having a great time. Dancing and, you know, hanging out But that was because we cared Yeah And he cared Yeah You know, and then I sort of was like Sometimes you know, I love that thing I don't know if you've ever done it where you work with somebody and You say, oh, I've got to show you a song I've written this song And you start playing the song to them And you know by the second or third chord That they absolutely hate it Yeah And
0: yeah. then you've got
1: to work out and you get angry you at them for hating going. it going yeah. Do you get to the second chorus Or do you just stop and say, this isn't working What do you do?
0: It's not something that comes up very often. Oh, you're lucky. Because I'm on my own most of the time. Mm. So it's often it's, it's when I first do it in front of the audience that I have to work out whether it's working. But because the last two years I've done a lot more stuff with the band, I know how I want it to sound in my head. Does it ever sound the way you imagined it? Yeah, I think it's about um, picking the right people who you know will get it. Yes. Especially if you're a little bit of a doofus with dots like I am and if you if you're an ear player like me, yeah. I think you really need to kind of just gather those people around you who you know will understand. And every now and again you sort of, <clears throat> that's why I ask a lot of questions when I've got to fill a place with a musician. I ask a lot of questions of people who've worked with them before about how they work and whether they'll kind of get yep. the thing. And if somebody I trust, like a Casey Benetto or or, or someone like that sort of says, or Sonia, Sonia Horbelt who plays drums with me, if they go, yeah, that's nah, sweet. They've worked with me enough to know what I mean, and that that person will be cool. Yep. But gosh, sometimes, sometimes you you take a risk and it doesn't work, and you might get along like crazy, and then you get them in the room and just go, that is not how I want this played. Mm. Uh, and that's not to say I'm a dictator with how things are played. I hope I choose people because I know that they'll they'll get the feel of what I want, and if they play a particular phrase that I don't think is working for that song, mm. I'll go do less there. There's I often just do less there. Had
1: yeah. a vision just then because oh, I love your work and I love <laughs> watching you perform and listening <laughs> to your stories and your love, I love your guitar work as well. It's and
0: really, really scrappy. And no, I really <laughs>
1: enjoy it. I enjoy it. I, I sometimes. Uh, well, I just love anyone who sings and plays an instrument at the same time and. You, you, with, your with your own lyrics and your own words it, Yeah it's fun to watch I always love I love watching Casey Bonetto On the keys
0: You You beautiful. and the keys When you sing as well You've got that same You're like, I've got
1: a bit of a leg issue I sometimes get a little bit like oh, what's going on? Yeah it's like My leg I can't sort of control it
0: You're a little wriggler in the scene I get it
1: wriggly But yeah. that's not well, bad there is a dildo <laughs> But um <laughs> No one knows no, um, They do now I uh, And I often Actually am confronted When, I, when I'm looking at the keyboard um, Do I sit And play Or do I stand and play or do you sort of compromise and go into the stool, you know, the the sort of in between the the, the lower seat? So I I often think about the songs and what I'm delivering because I feel like certain things are better delivered standing up at a keyboard. It just feels like you're more present. Because recently I did a show with Sarah Ward and Beck Matthews at the Mm. Butterfly Club, Mm. Occasional Suburban, which was the title, and when we were writing it and um, rehearsing it, which just took place in the lounge room here, (laughs) um we we basically all sat down. I mean, Beck was seated at the drums, Sarah sat down and I sat at the keyboard and then that show really just became, it felt like that's the seating positions that we had felt like that was the show so we just took that to the Butterfly Club. But it, isn't it interesting when you get into a space, then all of a sudden you're like, oh, this isn't the lounge room, this is the venue.
0: Ah. Do
1: we stand up? Do we sit down? Do we still wear black, green and white? Do we wear purple now? Do yeah. we... Asked to change the lighting plot completely. Like, you know, you, you have to change or alter things slightly. I think this is a fascinating process when a work, your work is suddenly in the space. Yeah. Where it's being delivered.
0: Transition. Transition.
1: Are you a fan of Elton John? Because I personally, I wish I was, I'm not.
0: Um, Elton?
1: Gosh, oh. good question. I've tried.
0: Look, he's, he's a really great songwriter. He's written Sorry, some really great totally. songs. He's got a particular yeah. way of singing. Yeah. Well, oh, that was a bit Tony Childs, sorry. <laughs> Everybody, everyone turns into Tony Childs with me. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, he's, he, I think his heart's in the right place in a lot of yeah. things as well. I think Aww. he was He was a really big, short story, I, I don't own any, but yeah. I think a well, lot of the you songs go. are great. You don't own anything. So I've, but I've, I don't own the ABBA, and I think ABBA's I great. See, I own
1: them, as in CD wise. Yeah. I'm a big fan of ABBA, but
0: that's because I think I feel like I know all the songs.
1: Did your parents have ABBA records?
0: No, my parents are a bit older, okay. so it was a lot of um, big band jazz oh, and nice. uh, musicals. Oh, and my wow. older brothers and sisters had things like um, it was the '80s, so Tears for Fears and yeah. um, oh, that a was fun. bit of Kiss. Oh yeah. Um, Jesus Christ Superstar soundtrack was a big one in our house. Okay. But mum would have some Cat Stevens and some Don McLean. Some happy stuff, yeah. That kind of thing. I grew up with a bit of that stuff. I think it's interesting when you think back, you
1: know, for, for anyone who remembers being a little kid and going through your parents' <gasps> musical collection because it's Perry the first Como. time often where you, uh, <laughs> you you start to look at the album cover, you start to wonder <gasps> you know, what dusty. it sounds like. Yeah, Like country. Okay, so you've got a bit of a mix.
0: Yeah, dad loves a big band and country. And mum loves musicals and, and nice songs, yeah. like Cat Stevens. Yes. And, yeah. um, and they were all equal influences. And then the older brothers and sisters, so like, yeah, Monique really loved Bowie. I this was 83. So
1: yeah. um, I, every time I hear about David Bowie, I think about you.
0: I know, I've done that to You've a done few that people. To <laughs>
1: Victoria, I think. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. Oh, when I heard sweet. that Bowie had died, Last About a year Is it just over a year ago now Yeah
0: the 10th of January I
1: think I'm not alone I, I was I'd actually spent the day I was over in Paran And I was heading to the forum theater. <laughs> and somewhere along the way I noticed on Facebook That you know People started starting to post A lot of information About David Bowie And all I could do was just think about you. <laughs> I was like, "Where's Geraldine Quinn right now? I hope you you're
0: okay." I tell you, I can tell you exactly where I was. I feel like you were one of
1: his biggest fans. You know, I you was loved in him.
0: I was in Ellie Squires' lounge room talking to her about her Moosehead Award application, and my phone started exploding, and I threw it across the room.
1: Yeah, people were people were thinking of you. They were. It was they wanted very... to make sure you were somewhere safe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was. I was in company.
1: Yeah, so um, I was. I was sort of this year. I mean, last sorry, last year was. Pretty intense as far as celebrity deaths, especially in the music industry. And <sighs> when Leonard Cohen died, I was quite upset because I love Leonard Cohen and I've always listened to his music and I'm just such a fan. I saw him twice. Um, I saw him perform at um, the Rod Laver Arena a couple of years ago and then I saw him at Hanging Rock. Mm-hmm. Paul Kelly and Dan Sultan performed with him and it was a beautiful, beautiful gig. And just to – I mean, by the time he, you know he died, he was in his 80s, I think. He was quite –
0: old, but yeah.
1: it was sad. But I sort
0: of
1: got to that point last year. Where was like, oh, just another wonderful, excellent, interesting, inspiring human beings. Yeah,
0: I'm not at that, away. I'm not at that point.
1: <laughs> and then George Michael, that that, that that was hard for me.
0: Yeah, my little sister is a huge George Michael and Prince fan, so mm. she had a bit of a, a shitty year. And my my sister in law was a huge Prince fan too, and her dad died last year. So, yeah, um, was... so she, and her, and she had to put her dog down. Like 16-year-old yeah. dog. So Mandy, was, Mandy, when Prince died, she's like, fuck off. Yeah. She just like, that's <laughs> enough.
1: I actually was in Yarraville, back, going back to the, the um, most amazing suburb in Melbourne, in my opinion. <laughs> and there's wow. a store called the Villagidium and I used to
0: work there. Villagidium. Yeah, it's a
1: great little store. That's and a great
0: name for a shop.
1: Yeah, of course. They, they have been there, I would say, 15 to 16 years now. <sighs> and it, whatever you want, if you want to buy someone a gift... Go to the village idiom in Yarraville. That's all I have to say. Like, if you think about somebody, tell me a person. Who's a person in your life that you would like to buy gift for?
0: Well, my sister just turned 40.
1: Right. What's she into?
0: What? Prince. But I know exactly what she wants.
1: So what she would have really liked for Christmas, I actually purchased. But we can organise one from Russia if you like. And that is the Prince Matryoshka doll set.
0: Ah. So big to
1: small. And it's just like Prince becoming younger, 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 until he's just a star. It's in the other room. It's beautiful. I've and seen
0: the Bowie one, but I, I don't have that There's a
1: one. few. You can get yeah. Abba. You can get... Queen. I'm waiting for the Kate Bush for Bush I've because it really Abba. does make sense.
0: Adam Hills gave me the Abba one the for my Abba.
1: 40th. Oh, well, that's a beautiful. Yeah. So who's the big Abba? Oh, Is it all big, of them?
0: The big Abba's all of them. And then it gets... And then it gets, then it gets smaller. But I can't tell you smaller. the order.
1: It's been a while since I What it's does it. Become? Do they become a star or do they become a, or, you know, a Swedish flag? A Swedish flag. I'll have to check. i have to check. But yeah.
0: But now I know she wants a butter dish.
1: Oh, you'll be able to get one there.
0: And I was actually driving around today before I saw you and when I was looking because I thought if I'm going to be able to get a nice butter dish anywhere, it'll be in Yarraville, but yeah. um, I couldn't find a store.
1: Oh, no, we can go back. Or oh. Seddon. See, that's another place where you might find a butter dish. What a colour?
0: Seddon. I don't know. I don't know I what our favourite it, colour is. I, I think we'll it's yellow, one. but I'm not sure.
1: Yellow butter dish. Clash. That's pretty easy. <laughs> oh, <it's> like, <laughs> you probably, I think you need to get like, oh, that's Nazi. Purple butter dish with a nice block of yellow butter.
0: Ah. That's beautiful. Like a prince butter dish. That is
1: beautiful. That, that would be good. Yeah. See, all these ideas, we can make them real. Oh, we can make oh, them happen.
0: It's time for a break. That means we're in the middle of the episode. And so we know that there's another motherfucker. ham to go. You've got some Virulent, triffid-like basil in your kitchen. That's I growing like a weed.
1: love basil.
0: Oh, who doesn't love basil, but who can keep it alive? Maybe well, you are a witch.
1: I've got witchy vibes. Well, you know, when we were writing that show, a cat just randomly arrived and it's never left. So I don't know whether it's the piano or whether it was Sarah Ward's voice, <laughs> um, but it just has decided that it hangs out here. And I love... I don't know who it belongs to. I mean, it's very happy. It's definitely someone's animal because it's well-fed and happy. And But we, you know... We let him listen, him or her. We don't know. Uh, listen it doesn't matter. It doesn't nah, matter. I don't. I don't know. Non-gender I just call it. Cat. I call it muchka, which is the word for cat in Croatian, uh-huh. which I learned from a friend, and so I just call it muchka. Oh. I think it's a beautiful sounding name too, muchka. It is. Or I call it mats muchka. So yeah, that's what. And muchka can apply to whoever. That's just muchka. So you can meet muchka. Did you see muchka on the way in?
0: I didn't, and I, <laughs> I probably would have avoided machka because yeah, I'm i think allergic mačka to cats. Avoids so.
1: most people who. Machka hasn't seen before, but then when Beck and Sarah were coming in here to rehearse a couple of months ago with all that drum equipment, which oh. was hilarious, Machka sort of at the start was really scared, and then all of a sudden it's like, now nah, it's just Beck coming back to play music, it's all right. So the, the cat, I, I think that's awesome when animals just decide that they like you yeah. and that they stay on your property and just decide to, you know, fertilize your garden and, you know, <laughs> chill. It's, oh, anyway, it's beautiful. But as far as the basil, sunshine, water, easy. Don't let it sit in the sun for too long.
0: Yeah. Does it just live there on your, inside your house?
1: It, it comes in and out. Um,
0: <laughs> you, it's travelling basil. Yeah,
1: you've got to – I think that we – the travelling basil band. <laughs> basil faulty.
0: <laughs> no, it's um, – out the back there's
1: that little sunroom.
0: You, yeah, your sunroom. Slash
1: cigarette room Shh. for guests. No, only for guests. <laughs> <laughs> I always think it's important to have an area to smoke.
0: No, it's I don't no, smoke, but don't. I think
1: you've got to have an area. You don't, I don't want it in the kitchen, but I want it in the little outdoor smoking area. Oh no,
0: it's terrible. Everyone should stop.
1: Everyone should stop. No, well, so um, I think that all those, you know, whether it's rosemary, I've got rosemary, I've got basil, I've got mint, grapefruits. Oh, my God, my grapefruits. You've got to, <laughs> you've got to take some hay. They're really good. They're, all my friends' mums. And there's a lot of those ladies who I love, as you probably know. Like I do love my friends' mums more than I do my friends, actually. Um, yeah, and uh, so they all, they all sort of say, "Oh, if you're going to Ben's, make sure you you know come back with some of those grapefruits." And so like I sort of just have this little job on the side where I just pick them and give them away. They're awesome. They're pink, pink grapefruit. Oh. You don't get that often. I'd love. I'd prefer a lemon tree. Oh yeah. But hey. Mine's infested
0: the, with wasps, so I have to oh kill it.
1: Dear. What about lime tree? Do you know anyone with a lime tree?
0: No, no. with lime we, we tree could friends. a black market.
1: Can we write a song called Lime Tree Friends?
0: Lime Tree Friends? Yeah. Like everything that irritates you about that person just falls by the wayside because they can give you free lime. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. What chords should we play or what key should we start it the in? The
0: key of L. Mmm. Mmm. How's that go? <laughs> do you know what my brother did, used to do years and years ago? Him and a friend of his, who's passed away now but they were just you know when you're a teenager and you're just trying to find any way to write songs and so yep. you 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 ape your heroes and you learn the songs that you love and then you start trying to write stuff and you start with like maybe a 12 bar blues and then you go and work out there's all these other things and working out songs helps you learn how they work the same with any you know art form you copy your masters and then you sort of go, oh, I get why this fits with this, why I like this, make the sense of it. But um, he used to, just as an exercise, go through the dictionary, find a word, and then make that the chord progression. The only one I can remember them doing was antifreeze. Wow. So when you got to A, (laughs) it's obviously A. When you get to N, you've got to just go through the Western chords. Oh, wow. Until you get, like, so how many, the letter N is what number in the alphabet, whatever it is. Probably 14. Is it 14? I don't know, something. Oh, let's say it's 14. Then you go <laughs> A B C G E F G A B C D, and you keep going back until you get to whatever uh, that number is. Anyway. and That's oh, awesome. Maybe with sharps and flats, I'm not sure. But they would just do that. It never worked, but it yeah, was it would always sound, hilarious. It would
1: sound so odd. Brian Eno would probably be impressed with the concept.
0: I was going to say, it's a very oblique strategy is kind of a way to yeah. just go, Murr.
1: I I find from writing shows over the last nine or ten years and trying to – I always look at it as a process of trying to create original music and the songs are different enough from each other but friends.
0: Oh. That's, so
1: it's like, okay, so sometimes it's like I'm writing. I'm writing this thing, there's eight new songs, I've written 11. Yep. I like those three but let's be honest, the other songs don't like those songs at all. So to be honest, they actually – want them out of the room, you know what I mean? And then you think, well, just hold on to that idea for another show or another time and then the idea gets shelved. But other times it will come up years later and suddenly it's a new song or it's a reimagined old riff that you can work with again.
0: Well, you've just personalised what you basically do when you're putting a show or an album together. It's yeah. just making sure that there's a flow to there's it. Just
1: friends, they're friends. Yeah. And, and then, you know, having the, uh, using the imagination and not being afraid to write down what you hear so it's like, oh, in that song, that's not my voice. That's someone else's voice. Ah. Or in that song, there's no bass guitar. In that song, oh, it, I've written it on a piano, but God, it would sound good if there was some other sort of string-like instrument involved, you yeah. know, just the arranging and whatever. And then, you know, th- being, able to, oh, being able to know when to just stop, that's also a very interesting uh, skill, isn't it? To go, that's that, that's, this is the idea. I'll leave it now for a while.
0: Yeah, because you can over-egg the pudding, really. Over-egg. Yeah, and sometimes... Sometimes...
1: Eggless works. Yes. (laughs) 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 Philip Glass, eggless works. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
0: Who's
1: Who's an artist, male or female, whose voice you enjoy? I mean, aside from, like, your heroes, let's say, it could just be somebody... I don't know, like I'm just trying to think of a person in my own life where you you like their phrasing or you're really drawn to their structure or...
0: I love Sarah's voice. I think Sarah Ward's voice is really thrilling. Good answer. And I remember seeing Sarah when she was in Sister She back when we were doing Edinburgh like 12 years ago. Oh, I feel so old. And... um, (laughs) And she was singing in, and Sister She as a duo with Candy Bowers was really fantastic but it was, um, it was there was no butt about it, but it was a uh, hip-hop kind of a uh, framing. And so she was often singing phrases in that structure. And then when she developed Yana Alana, the character Yana Alana, and she was actually doing whole songs and both original songs and covers and the covers are really fun, I think I had a big gap from hearing her. And then watching her again, actually the first time I'd actually had a chance to see a whole show was last year for the first time in a oh, long really? time yeah. was covered. Great show. And just went, oh, your voice is, Sunny. it's grown. It was good before, yeah. but it's just really grown. Yep. We had a big drunk conversation. Drunk it was entirely on my side. <laughs> and at Butterfly not that long ago And I was telling her that and just going... It just I just listen to you and go. I can't sing like that. That's
1: why I, it was in March last year. I called Sarah up because I kept on imagining going back before to the process of writing songs and hearing a voice. Mm. And I kept on hearing Sarah. Mm. And I contacted Sarah and I just said, "Can we have a coffee?" And we went to Footscray Community Art Centre. Of course. Um, the cafe there called Happy River, which <laughs> I love. Oh yeah. And um, sponsor. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm going to mention all these secret places. I love it. <laughs> um, and we sat down and we had a coffee, and I just said to her, "I have to let you know this. I keep on hearing your voice when I'm writing songs, and I'm wondering if you would like to, and I would like to, you know, extend that to Beck because I keep on imagining we th- we three um, do do something together before Christmas because I'd set myself a goal the yeah. last New Year's Eve the year before where I was like, right, do a show." It had been a while and I was like, don't forget about that. Do, do something again. Just do it. Mm. Somewhere before Christmas. And so based on availability for everyone, it became a thing that only November really worked. November worked. So we had all year to chat about things and you know, they're extremely busy, you know, going to Perth and Darwin and New Zealand and Sydney and whatever. And eventually we ended up, you know, coming to getting this theme together and and, and working on the show. And then it was beautiful to have that, a real, that moment where I, I could be in my space with the keyboard, with the lyrics that I'd written to something and really saying, just purely because I'd asked, could you sing this? <laughs> would you try this? And then it, it just worked. It just worked. The songs that she ended up singing, the ideas that I'd put forward for cover versions such as Andreamer's Sheep by Kate Bush, which is a song that I certainly don't think I'd be able to sing, but I would very passionately accompany on a piano. Yeah, um, and then I kept on hearing Sarah's voice for that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Rhiannon by Stevie Nicks and the Fleetwood Mac guys. Was
0: it only two?
1: We also sung at the very end of the show as a little encore, Strange Angels by Laurie Anderson, which ah. is a song of Laurie's from nineteen eighty nine. Mm-hmm. The opening song to her album titled Strange Angels it has a beautiful album cover. That album it's a photo by Robert Maplethorpe. Um, who photographed Patti Smith on the front cover of Horses? And obviously, you know, a lot of his work is—he was a brilliant photographer. Yeah. But he, one of, I think, one of his last photographs, or it was towards the end of his life, where he photographed Laurie Anderson for the album cover for Strange Angels. It's a—it's a bit of a heavily produced album, and but I love it. It's very 80s. But, I want um, look it up. Yeah, have, I, I think I told you about it a couple of months ago. Oh, I love the, drunk. the lyrics at the start of that song, and of course, we use it at the end of the show where Laurie says. They say that heaven is like TV, a perfect little world that doesn't really need you and I thought that was such a beautiful <laughs> little, you know, her lyrics oh, yeah, are great. yeah, I know
0: that, I've seen that photo.
1: Yeah, yep, so that, I love that album and there's a lot of, it's quite fun, you can tell that Laurie Anderson was having a bit of fun at the time. So, we used, so there were three songs in that show that were cover versions. We wanted to work on a Grace Jones song, we looked at a Patti Smith song We looked at a PJ Harvey song But we ended up It's about stripping back yeah, And working out What does and what doesn't work
0: Do you remember When Laurie Anderson Did the thing Where she um, was playing the, the violin With her ice skates Frozen yeah. in a block of ice Yep yeah. <laughs> Yep
1: That was funny Until she, it
0: melted Yeah
1: I think she did that Years ago Like in the 70s And then she did it again she did it again times. Not that
0: long ago I Have think you ever you... seen her life?
1: No She's excellent to watch And listen to I saw her at Hamer Hall When she came For the Melbourne Festival I would. My guess is, two th- uh, I don't know, the year now, 2008, I yeah. want to say. It's a while back. Yeah. And I once was talking to my cousin who's not really into much other than Metallica and Pantera and stuff like that. And he, I was talking about Laurie Anderson. And he said, who's that? Is that a truck driver from Melton? <laughs> yeah. had no idea. And now every time I think, I'm like, maybe it could be. There could be a Laurie Anderson out there, couldn't there? But the Laurie Anderson we're talking about... <laughs> He's a performance artist from Tribeca in New York, um but anyway, she had a show called "Homeland," and she brought it to Melbourne. Oh my God, it was awesome, and then that became an album mm. brilliant brilliant songs, and Lou Reed worked on that album with her um of course, I think it was one of the last albums he worked on before he died. Mm. Don't even go there. I was really sad about that too. Mm. he was awesome um but Laurenson's work throughout the years is just she's she really is what she calls herself she's a multimedia artist it's yeah. hard to go. I mean she just had a film recently The Heart of a Dog Which was on at MIF That uh-huh. was excellent um, we, uh, had,
0: we often had moments at,
1: Her work's uh, good
0: With Casey when we we're doing like Half-hours Thursdays and things were so, Inevitably at some point Someone would break into ha ha, <laughs> ha, 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 ha,
1: ha, ha, It's just C I think isn't it? Is it just I feel like it's just middle C Which I love about that Oh in sure which case
0: that would be <laughs> Oh no, no I you're right I think, was right. I think right. it was C.: C You're right <laughs> Do you yeah, have perfect? Pitch? It'd be a
1: good alarm clock. No, I'm really bad.
0: Do you have good pitch memory?
1: I, I well, you know, I sort of, I sort of when I write stuff, I, I often will sit there. Okay, this is true. Like sometimes I'll hear a riff, and I'm drawn to the early '90s Eurodance. So like I'll think, like I'll think about Snap or CNC Music Factory uh-huh. or s- something like that, and I'll be like, right, I really want to learn that synth riff. I really want to learn that riff, but I don't want to look it up. I just want to. Guess it and play along, you know what I mean? And sometimes I hear certain songs and if the the chord sounds similar to another song I know and I know that chord, I'll go, oh, that's a C-sharp minor. Do you do that? So you hear the start of a new song you're like, oh, that's the the start of
0: another song. I'm not so good with chords that way. I can tell if a song, I'm pretty good at telling if if a song's in the, Wrong key. Very close. So my memory's really good. If I know the song, I can I can sing it in the right key.
1: I actually just like A minor, F and G. Monster. Good, aren't they? <laughs> F, G, A minor, F, G, A minor, F, G, hold for a bit, A minor. Oh, <laughs> God, that's a good song. That's about a thousand songs, isn't it? But I tend to always start with G minor. If I sit at a keyboard and I don't want to think about much, I just... Because I told you that story the other day, you know, when I, like, I hadn't written anything for a while and uh-huh. I turned the keyboard on the other day and started writing a really bad song and I called it What Is Beauty. And it was basically F-G-C, F-G-C, and it was so bad, I actually unplugged the keyboard. <laughs> like it was so embarrassing. You
0: said your housemate came home and you got embarrassed well, and unplugged that's the
1: keyboard. Well, yes, if I elaborate, I was getting to the chorus and then I saw my <laughs> housemate walking down the path. I was like, oh. So I sort of, like, <laughs> unplugged the keyboard and like put the cover back on. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, I don't want him to hear this. But sometimes it's good to have a person, in, you know, like a housemate or a friend who is, is close to you and hears what you are doing because they do give feedback in all sorts of ways. Think, like whether think, it's them yeah. coming in saying, gee, that was a good riff or just closing the kitchen door, <laughs> <laughs> which has happened to me a lot. <laughs> I'm used to it. Oh, my God. secretly like to do some more i sometimes think about it you know the staging of shows where you think about lighting and how to mess with things yeah I'm, I'm into that i never really do it i always have this idea about something and then all of a sudden it's like oh oops the gig's tomorrow night where's that sm58 let's go you know what, <laughs> what i mean <laughs> um and it'll be it'll be all right
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: although i i i am thinking before i had i'd forgotten this but um Years ago, I played at the NGV during – they had um, a guy called Ian Strange and he had these paintings.
0: the National Gallery of Victoria. The National Gallery of Victoria, that
1: is the NGV. And um, this guy, Ian Strange, had his paintings. It was called Suburbia, I believe that was the title. It was American. He was an Australian guy but he'd gone over to USA and taken photographs of deep, dark America, you know, this sort of like gloomy landscape. Mm -hmm. And someone at the NGV – I'd done a show back then called Perfectly Mowed Lawn which was sort of about about suburbia and about – the streetscape And about people In your neighbourhood yeah. And so I'd been asked To come and perform there um, And you know While all the paintings Were surrounding me When they were all sort of dark I was that sort of juxtaposition Where I was sort of like Painting a happy sort of suburbia And a lot of interesting people Came along to the gig But what I loved And I'll never forget this it You know that Gallery at Fed Square That's all glass
0: Not Ian Potter Gallery Is it Ian Potter? Well the Ian Potter Gallery Is at Fed Square And, and it sort of backs onto Where the car park is Yeah yeah that, yeah. yeah.
1: That's the Unsport views And so I was in there On the keyboard Playing a couple of songs And they had some aud- Projections And the paintings Were surrounding me And then there was A great audience Having a laugh And then I looked to my left And this lady was Knocking on the glass Waving <gasps> at me It was Kerry From Ascot Vale One of my neighbours And I'm like Oh
0: hi Come <laughs> in <laughs>
1: She she sort of was trying to yank the door open like to get into the gallery I'm like, oh, it's not a door It's a a glass panel But I love that And it sort of was hilarious Because people are looking at her thinking Is this part of the show? You know, like is she sort of like a bit part actress Who's coming to do a scene? Or, you know, (laughs) what's the go? But I I love that And I thought sometimes You know when you imagine a a live performance Especially if it's public Like busking or you're doing something in a public space You just, you can only rehearse so much you can only imagine it so much It's different if you've got a room full of people And the door's locked And it's like, you know
0: Everyone's pointing in the yeah, same direction you're kind of on a
1: plane in a way, aren't you? you know, yeah. You know, the safety things all happen The demonstrations happen The sound's good But if you're alive and you're out and about You've got to be prepared for anything really The weather, yeah. abuse, <laughs> whatever abuse. it is You know, someone knocking to get in But I kind of like that Because it, it takes you and the audience To a place that isn't planned
0: oh, yeah. Or do you hate it? <laughs> I don't like it. I
1: can be a bit scary, I guess.
0: Because because the vast majority of what I do, you say I'm scared. <laughs> uh, the vast majority of what I do is cabaret. So yeah. I was talking to I was talking to a friend today actually and said. I want to make eye contact with everyone. So I've got the there's a no fourth wall thing. And that, uh, that can be uh, to my disadvantage when I very, very occasionally have a television audition and I keep looking down the barrel of the camera because I'm like, cabaret! Yes, yeah. But um, because I do that so much, there are times when I go, oh, what would it be like to just be at the Melbourne Recital Centre with a really good band and just concentrate on singing the fucking song? Mm. And singing it well, but not having to feel like I've got to keep you. Yeah. I don't resent the cabaret thing. I love that. But it's like when you do a play and you do a play and you're like, this is fantastic, I love it, I don't have to write it. And then the minute the play's over, you're like, oh, God, I really want to write something again. Mm. And you just need those little... I'd love to be cast in something and just have it, oh, God, I don't have to worry about people judging the writing. And then as soon as that's done, though, I'll be going, I've got to write a song, got to write a song.
1: Well, I hate to sound like somebody who might dabble in aromatherapy, but I do, <laughs> and the sandalwood is nearly out. But um, <laughs> I, <laughs> have you noticed?
0: Which means we should wrap uh, up the podcast. <laughs> no,
1: I've got ai I love the oils. But um, I just believe that if you imagine something strongly enough, Happens. I believe that. I do somehow, some way, some version of whatever. I think
0: that that just means that you're focusing on wanting to achieve it. Yeah, exactly. And that means it's in your mind. But you know,
1: the imagining doesn't make
0: it happen. The imagining. Focus is your brain. So then, when you happen to run into somebody who might be able to facilitate that thing, mm. you'll remember or you'll notice them or you'll exactly. go, Oh, you work for this. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, so I agree. A sign but I, there's a really practical way that that works. Yes,
1: you're right. There's, yeah. You're right. But I, I just love uh, the idea that. You're uh, a very
0: positive person. I, I
1: am. But I, well, I want to also say so, I've got I couldn't
0: even say it seriously. Like, very <laughs> <a>
1: positive person. <laughs> I've got watermelon in the fridge, and we will have some soon. <laughs> um, just so you know, it has been getting a little bit chilly in there. So I, when wow. I bought that today, I was down at the local street. I'm not going to name the place where I bought it because let's, let's, stop, it. let's stop giving That's publicity bad. to venues and, and workspaces. But um, I was at the Happy Apple Happy Apple Grocers, um, <laughs> <laughs> <Graces>. <laughs> the Happy Apple Grocery Store, yes. and there was a sign out the front of another can little I, store, and yeah. it said, "Don't be afraid to daydream." I thought it was nice.
0: No, that is don't nice and that's afraid, why the Kate Bush me. thing was really great because you were like, that's it, you said, you're coming, that's it, you're coming. Yeah. And it's like you need to do those silly things. I get very, very caught up because you're doing your own work all the time. Recruit the dreams
1: that sing to thee.
0: Oh, my God. And, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you, uh, I now live so far away I have to drive everywhere yep. and, um, and I've forgotten what I, I'm trying to kind of be positive about it. But you do start to kind of go, oh, yeah, I can put on a CD and I can drive and I can enjoy just driving somewhere and yep. doing the jobs that I need to do. I just don't like panic driving around and no. trying to fit everything in. So yep. that's why today I was like, oh, all right, I'll meet you and before that I'll do this and before that I've got to do this. So it all ties up nicely and, yeah. and it becomes a nice day and you go home and you go, ah. A nice
1: day in suburbia.
0: Oh, my God. Yep. I've Western from suburbia. One end of Melbourne to the other.
1: Yeah, I'm a Westie. I'm, yeah. hardcore Westside. I'm a hardcore
0: west side. South Easterner, yeah. yeah. I,
1: I, I want to go over there and hang out. I want to go and check it out because it's not an area that I've got much knowledge of. I, don't, I haven't spent a lot of time out there. It
0: isn't as beautiful as this. Yeah,
1: but I'm sure that it's that thing of looking around and there's, there's bound to be stuff that, you know, is interesting or you can get somewhere in 50 minutes that direction that is a place that you haven't discovered yet. And I, I, I like that. I had to go to Dramana recently and I got a bit lost on the way home. <laughs> I think I ended up near Morabin Airport. And I was like, oh,
0: what yeah. am I doing? I don't know. It's I didn't take East Link.
1: It's sort of, yeah. So I know, I know where you are, but I didn't follow the GPS. I didn't follow maps. So I just drove. I was like, I'm just going to go with my gut feeling. And there was a lot of mistakes, I'll be honest. At one point I was like, I have absolutely no idea where I am.
0: <laughs> but I didn't
1: care. I just didn't care. I'll do that a bit. You know, just drive. I'll work it out.
0: But I'm pretty close and I know that I can just Google map it. Yeah, yeah, I'll but that's just go, cheating. Let's just
1: take this turn. I want to go to Oakley for brunch.
0: I can do we can do that. That's Oakley's that. not far from my place. I, I
1: reckon I've heard that's an alright little pocket. Oakley? I don't know. I just want to go and have breakfast there. You, anyway, you pick another place. We'll, we'll try somewhere else. Where else can we go? Is Ashburton nice? <laughs> <laughs> I want to go somewhere like that. I want to go to actually have you been to Well Altham's fun.
0: I have to check how far um, the Dandy Nongs proper Are from where I am Alinda? now Alinda
1: Incense <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright we'll have a day We'll do it You'll come out to You'll see my little weird unit Hopefully. Love to. Hopefully when I've got things A bit more sorted Than they currently are And then we could just do A day trip out to The Dandy Nongs or something Sounds like
1: a plan S-L-A-P Sounds like a plan oh,
0: I had to think about that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, quite, I'm quite simple Sometimes. We're going to go see you play.
1: Let's go. Let's head over to the other side of the city. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Hey Ben. Thank you. <laughs> GQ, you're very welcome. Thank you for coming to my little home. And how, I don't know if you can hear it. I don't know if the mics have picked it up, but we've had Kate Bush the whole time.
0: I know. And and a little bit of my brain went, if I have to edit anything out, that's going to be a pain in the ass. Oh, sorry. But, you know, fucking live with it. Okay. It's free. For fuck's sake. So I probably should have mentioned that we were going to swear in this one, but at least it wasn't as much as usual. Yes, screw you, Caramel. Hey, Elton John and Tony Childs, who knew they were exactly the same person? And no, we had no idea we were actually singing Laurie Anderson's O Superman in the correct pitch or indeed that we knew what the key was. Freaky. Hey, let's, let's finish up by saying goodbye to our number one listener. Bye, Joe.
1: Joe, kisses. Bye. See, sorry. Ciao, Joe. <laughs>